What's up, Young Money Simplified fam? And thank you very, very, very much for tuning in. Today, Chris Miles decided to join us and share his advice and wisdom. Who is Chris Miles, you might think? Well, simply put, he's an entrepreneur. He has websites, runs blogs, has his own YouTube channel called Benji's Dad, invests in stocks and real estate, and much, much more. On this episode, he comes on and teaches us how affiliate marketing can become a stream of passive income, how he decided to quit his job, how to start a profitable blog, and what you should do with your stimulus paycheck. To learn more about Chris Miles, you guys can go into the description below and check out his mentorship and his coaching and his YouTube channel and any of his websites. Thank you very much, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, Young Money Simplified listeners, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in, as today, we have another special guest on, and his name is Chris Miles. Hello, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, how you doing? Thanks so much for having me on, Amon. So if you'd like, I'd like it if you introduce yourself and just tell us um, what you do. Well, um, my name's Chris Miles, as you mentioned, and I am an online entrepreneur. Um, I run blogs and YouTube channels, and I uh, jump on something that's really uh, somewhat popular. It's called affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is basically partnering up with other businesses and being able to sell their products. Um, The greatest example of this would probably have to be someone like uh, Kylie Jenner. You know, she has a huge following on social media, and if she decides to you know, promote a new lipstick or promote some new makeup product. She just takes a picture with it or something. And as people see it, you know, then she recommends to go buy it. And if someone goes and buys it and somehow they click her link in the description or whatever it happens to be, then she gets a cut of the sale. And I do the exact same thing, but almost every business has some type of affiliate program meaning that you can partner with these companies. And as long as you are sending them people who want to buy their product because you sent them, you're able to get a commission from it. And this can, the amount of money that you can get from this kind of ranges from, you know, just a few cents, you know, to actually a few thousand dollars, depending on the sale. So um, I actually teach people how to do that because I've been doing this for like the last five or six years or so. I teach people how to do that, especially in my new course called Blog Builder Pro. So um, I definitely recommend anyone go check it out, blogbuilderpro.net. I take you basically from a complete beginner to being able to have your own website online, uh, running affiliate marketing and making money as quickly as it possibly can. So that's uh, basically uh, what I do for a living. And um, I actually quit my job. Um, It was doing so well. I quit my job with it a couple of years ago and I've been doing awesome with it so far. It's been really nice to kind of be your own boss. And uh, I mean, I have passive income websites that... Um, I don't even really touch very often and I'm able to still make an income month after month after month with it. So um, showing people how to do that and then continuing to do it on my side has really been a fun experience. Well, wow, that's, that's, that's definitely something um, amazing, especially how you're, you're just uh, your own boss. And I would like to know how you went from, you know, having a job to becoming an online entrepreneur. Like what was, like what made you say, you know what, like today's the day where I can quit and I have and I can actually become um, a full time entrepreneur. Man, it was not an easy transition. Let me just begin there. Um, there is a bit of a story. I don't know if you want me to dive into it, but there's a little bit of a story behind it. But um, basically, uh, when I got married 
and uh, my we found out that we were pregnant um, with our son. His name is Benjamin. Hence the name Benji's dad. That's kind of where that came from. But uh, yeah, so we found out we were pregnant and my wife wanted to quit her job. And that was kind of a scary proposition because at the time I had a ton of credit card debt. It was stupid credit card debt, but I mean, I still had it and I needed to pay it back. And, you know, she had like around a forty, forty five thousand dollar a year income and it just was about to disappear. And I remember telling her, I, I, we can't afford you quitting your job. Because we still had the bills, we had mortgage, we had, you know, just all types of other things that you have to pay for. On top of the fact that, you know, we had a baby on the way. So that was a whole new set. You know, as as wonderful as it is to have our, our son grace us in our lives, that was another lot of money we were going to have to come up with to pay hospital bills and to buy formula, buy clothes, you know, all of those kinds of things. So I was kind of stuck and I was afraid because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I told her that she couldn't quit her job. And then she literally just kind of sat me down, looked me square in the eye and said, you need to figure this out. So I had to, I had to be a man. I had to grow up kind of quick right there. So um, I found a way to make uh, money online. So I started looking around and I tried a whole bunch of different ways, started a whole bunch of other businesses. Didn't necessarily work out. Not every one of them. Um, I did find blogging. Um, I found a training and I went ahead and started blogging and it will be nice to tell you that like everything was all, you know, roses and rainbows <laughs> after that happened. But I didn't necessarily do it the right way. I wasn't following the instructions. I was just like, oh, I could do this. Started looking at some free stuff online, some free trainings and saying, OK, this is what they say works. Let's go ahead and give it a try. And um, I did some kind of shady stuff with my site, things that are probably uh, that aren't good to do right um as in i was copying other people's information putting it on my site as my own i was a little you know i, I, I kind of rode rode the line right there a little bit um what ended up happening was google found my site and then when they saw that i had basically copied someone else's information they completely removed my site from google to the point to where if you tried to search it you could not find the website and that's what I was depending on for people to find my site was was Google. So I was kind of at a loss again. And I was like, OK, well, that didn't work. You know, so now what? So um, I mentioned earlier, I had bought a training. This time I decided to actually follow it, followed it step by step, did not skip any steps, did exactly what they told me to do. And it gave me a new appreciation for buying courses, to be honest. And it was an expensive course. It was like 19 bucks. But when I got started with it, I followed it step by step. And within about two months, I made my first sale. It wasn't a big sale. It was like $17, $18, but it was something. It was, I had nothing. And then I created something and made $17. And I was like, okay, this shows that this is possible. Right. So I, uh, I kept going with it. Um, I started making after about four or five months, I was making a couple hundred bucks a month. Uh, by eight or nine months, I was making seven or 800 bucks a month at about a year. I had finally broke a thousand dollars in a single month from my website. And, uh, after about uh, 18 months or so, I was anywhere from seven to $10,000 a month for my website. And that was a crazy, crazy time for me. So I was able to finally pay off all of my debt that I had, not just replace my wife's income, but I eventually replaced my income as well, created a nest egg. And then, 
went ahead and quit my job. One of the hardest decisions that I've ever ever made, Ahmad. And it's because it's weird because when your job when you have a job, it's it's stable. No matter how much you do, you're gonna get the exact same paycheck two weeks later. You know, and that was kind of hard to kind of give up to something that is a little volatile, right? That you may not be, you know, some months I might make ten thousand, and next uh, next month I might only make six thousand, you know, and then the next month I might only make three thousand, but then I have another month where I make fifteen thousand. You know, it's kind of it, it it jumps around. It's very volatile, so it was kind of scary to go from a consistent paycheck to having no paycheck at all, or well, not no paycheck at all, but being the CEO of my own company. I was getting a paycheck, but it wasn't the exact same thing. So it was kind of a scary proposition, and. You know, just did a lot of thinking, a lot of asking, a lot of questions to people, a lot of praying, you know, trying to see, make sure that this is the thing that I wanted to do. And I went ahead and, and jumped in. The way that I looked at it was, you know, what, a job is a job. If it was from the other side, if they were looking at it, you know, from their side and I didn't make sense to be employed with them money wise, they would get rid of me. So I went ahead and got in front of it and said, you know what, let me go ahead and and quit. And to be honest, it was the best decision that I've ever made. I've been able to enjoy time to do whatever I want, basically um, take two or three month long vacations. And uh, that's it's really cool. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't work. You know, um, I don't want to you know, give off that vibe because you get that enough online. But um, no, I, I definitely work. You know, I have time set aside to make sure I get stuff taken care of and stuff done. But uh, if I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like working, I don't have to, you know, and that's that, that's that's a beautiful thing. Definitely. Wow, that's that's quite it's quite a journey. And um, for those who who want to um, like start doing affiliate marketing and you want to start getting into it, what what tips would you would you give them on how to start? Well, a lot of people already have a bit of a following on their uh, Instagram or maybe on our Facebook page, uh, whatever you happen to be using in social media, even if it's TikTok or Snapchat or whatever it happens to be. If you have people following you, you can recommend them things to buy and then put in your affiliate link. As long as they click your link and go through and buy, then you can make a commission from it. So that probably isn't the most efficient way to do it, but it is probably a good way to begin. Okay. And, um, the problem is you need to build an audience. That's the number one thing um, when it comes to trying to make money online. You need to build an audience and it's better to build an audience that's all interested in one particular thing. So we can all remember, uh, you know, when we we're in school that uh, you might have the cool kids click over here and then you got like the nerds over here. Then you got like the gothic people over here. You know, those are all like individual groups of people. Um, that's also called a niche of people, right? Cause they're all kind of interested in one particular thing. The nerds are going to be interested in computers. Cool kids are interested in clothes and looking cool. And you know, the got the kids like black fingernail polish and you know, all of those random things. So that means you can market things to that group of people because they would be more likely interested to buy it versus another group of people. So once you have built an audience that is about the same, right? The bigger that audience is, the more money that you can make when you pitch them products. And uh, especially on uh, Instagram or whatever, you know, you have these fitness gurus or these Instagram models who are always showing you, hey, go buy this tea 
or something like that. And they want you to buy that tea is because they're making a commission every time someone makes a purchase. That's affiliate marketing right there in the in the greatest sense. And anyone can do it. It's really very easy to do. The hardest part is getting the audience. And um, that's one of the things that I teach in my course, Blog Builder Pro. Wow. Okay. It's definitely something that everyone should look for. Guys, just um, remember that uh, everything is in the description below. So his YouTube and his website. So if you guys want to go check that out, please do so. And um, on YouTube, you have videos um, that are titled like um, ways to make passive income online and ideas and stuff. So other than affiliate marketing and, um, you know, blogging, what what other ways would you would you recommend? Yeah, there's so many ways to make um, a passive income online. And uh, it's uh, first of all, you don't want it. I don't want you to think Ahmad, that it's like it's easy to set up. It, this isn't like press a button and all of a sudden money just starts generating. It's going to take some work, you know, to to build this just like what you're doing with the, uh, you know, the Young Money Simplified podcast. You are building assets that people can find later. Right. And then when they find it, then they can listen to your stuff. They can you know, hear your personality, you know, hear your jokes, hear your stories, hear your background. And by doing all of that, you're going to start having people kind of like your personality and want to follow you. And then as they're following you, you can then, you know, um, pitch them products. So every time you create a podcast or with me, anytime I create a blog or I create a YouTube video or something like that, it's like a little piece of me that's continuing to market for me. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because someone can find our stuff whenever they're looking for it. Right. So it's like having a, a business front that's always open. And that's what causes the passive nature of um, an online business. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is, because uh, especially with all of the stuff that's been going on with the pandemic recently and, and the, just a crisis that the entire world is dealing with, my income hasn't really been affected very much. You know, and I'm not saying it's going to it won't be affected in the future or maybe something might have like a kind of a latent effect <laughs> to a certain extent. But to be honest, um, a lot, some of my income has actually gone up because of what's going on, because there are more people at home. There are more people listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, reading stuff online. And because of that, my income has gone up in this pandemic, which is really kind of crazy to think about when the whole world and you have huge corporations like JCPenney and Starbucks and all these places are closing stores, filing for bankruptcy. Yet I sit here with my little online business. I'm sitting here in front of a laptop or for whatever reason, and I'm still making money, you know, and that's the real cool part about it. So in terms of how to do it, um, you have to start building assets. That's kind of what the whole little story was about. You need to start building an asset, whether it's a YouTube channel, whether it's a blog, whether it's a podcast, whatever you recommend. Those probably are the best ways that I recommend doing it right there. It was with a blog, YouTube channel or um, a podcast. There are other ways by building up an Instagram following or Facebook following and all of those things. But uh, the, the, those three that I mentioned, blog, YouTube and or a podcast is probably the the hottest things right now to build something that's sustainable you know not something that's going to be good for a month not something that's going to be good for a couple of years something that's going to be good for five ten years down the line so that you can build something and live on it 
you know, and that's the goal right there. Um, another way that you can do it is with real estate. That's a that's one way that I build another passive income. It's actually another income stream that I use. Um, income streams are super important because if I can build a way to make money here and then while that's working this little passive nature on building money, then I go work on another stream and it starts making money there. Then I can go work on another one and another one and another one. Um, I think they said that the average millionaire has about seven streams of income. So if, you know, one or two of those income streams dies down, if my blog disappears, if my YouTube channel disappears or someone moves out of a rental property or something like that, you know, stuff happens to your income streams. And then uh, as the income streams dry up, even though my two or three of them might go away, I have four that are still producing money. Right, which will give me time to figure out another two or three streams. So that's the beautiful part of it. You want to be able to build these streams of income so that you can be propped up when one of them fail. When you're working a nine to five job, you only have one stream of income most times. And that's what people are depending on. But if you break your leg or if you get in an accident or get sick and you can't work anymore, that stream of income dries up. You know, or if you get a virus or even if it's completely out of your control, if the virus shuts down everything else around us, you know, that is an income stream that dries up. And if you don't have a secondary one, then you're kind of up a creek without a paddle. Another way to do it is with um, stocks and uh, index funds. Um, It's probably one of my favorite ones because it's very consistent income. Um, I own some Tesla stock, for example, and Tesla just broke a thousand dollars, you know, per share. And I bought it when it was around 300 bucks per share. So um, it's really cool. You know, that's just another income stream right there as the company grows. And I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have any. I mean, I guess a certain extent you have a say in what it goes on because you are a shareholder of the company. But for the most part, Tesla can go out there. I don't ever have to talk to Elon Musk. You know, I don't ever have to talk to any of his people the company is going to grow people are buying electric cars teslas are freaking cool so they're gonna be awesome for years to come and i'm just gonna sit back as a shareholder and earn the money from it you know as they grow so that's just a, a few examples of some passive income streams ways that you can get passive income uh and you don't have to have money to do it either a lot of these ways you can get started with a very very little amount of money wow and talking about um stocks that you just um, mentioned as having having Tesla, um, would you recommend people should start investing or should continue invest during the pandemic, or would you tell them that uh, it's not the the best time and they should hold off? Yeah, well, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a financial advisor, so uh, what I do with my money, I'm kind of like I'm still just testing out the waters. You know, I've to be honest, I've never had money to invest until the last couple of years, so uh, I'm still pretty green to it myself. But I'm always I'm always under the impression that I'm only going to invest when I'm prepared to lose. You know, and just in case. The, the investment just completely doesn't work out. But um, so far, it hasn't been um, hasn't been the, the case. It's not like I haven't lost money, but I haven't lost everything, which is kind of the goal, right? <laughs> not to lose everything. So um, I would definitely recommend that you invest in some safe stocks and don't try to pick up one of these penny stocks, which is like a stock that's like less than five bucks or something. Don't jump into those hoping to to quadruple your money overnight. 
you know, um, there's a saying that says uh, you can't time the market. It's better to have time in the market. So I definitely recommend people invest consistently into stable assets, things such as index funds, which have consistent growth. It's not fast growth, but it's consistent growth, especially over years. And um, probably what they call blue chip stocks or these are stocks that are, you know, multi million dollar, multi billion dollar companies that aren't going anywhere like stock in Apple, you know, maybe some stock in Google, um, stock in Amazon, you know, Tesla. Now Tesla's a little volatile. They've been going up and down a lot, but um, definitely Apple, you know, uh, just companies like that, that uh, Apple's not going anywhere. They're going to come out with a new iPhone this fall and everything's going to be hunky dory and they're going to keep moving up, you know, and uh, I would definitely recommend people do that. Uh, You don't have to necessarily jump into anything that you don't know. I definitely recommend that you do your research on these companies and make sure that the valuation that they have within the stock market is legitimate, you know, and they're not just inflated. Um, So. I'd like to re- I like to uh, recommend at least buying stocks that you use, you know, uh, personally. I have a MacBook Pro. I have an iPhone. You know, I have all of these things. And I decided to invest in that because I know if I find value in it, there's got to be millions of other people who find value in it as well. So I definitely recommend investing, not keeping it in a savings account, not keeping it you know, in your pillow or under your bed or something like that, actually start investing it, even with as little as a hundred bucks. Um, I think I read somewhere that if you were to invest consistently each month, anywhere from like two to 400 bucks, um, then you're able to probably be a millionaire within 20, 25 years, depending on how early you start. Um, I kind of got started later, later in the game, like in the, <coughs> excuse me, around probably uh, my early thirties is probably when I finally got into it. If I had started when I was 18, then I think I lost out on probably a couple of millions of dollars in compound interest that I could have gotten, you know, 20 years from now, if I had started 10 years ago, you know, so I definitely recommend start investing as fast as you possibly can put it into index funds. Those are nice and safe and you're going to make, um, a good amount of money with it and you'll, you'll be a millionaire by the time you're 40 or 50, you know, uh, it's, it's, that's, I think they call it the eighth wonder of the world. Warren Buffett said that compound interest, because just the more you invest in, you just get what's called that hockey stick curve where the income that you're getting just skyrockets after a while, uh, all from a little bit of money that you can invest right now, you know, so I would make the sacrifice, start investing as soon as you can. No, perfect. Thank you. Thank you for the honesty in the beginning too, uh, stating that you're not the you're not the expert. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you you mentioned that uh, you you have a blog, and I wanted to know how exactly, like, let's just say I wanted to start a blog. How can I amass the followers in the beginning so that people can um, come come to my blog and uh, view view the articles. Yeah. So one thing that I teach in Blog Builder Pro is uh, I go ahead and show you how to get followers. Right. And to get those followers, you need to get in front of the people who you are helping. OK, so you, you you first need to choose an interest for your blog. So if you like um, personal finance or if you like 
um, soccer balls or if you like uh, computers or makeup or whatever it happens to be. You can literally start a website on almost anything. Right. And once you start that website, you now need to get in front of people who are also interested in that same subject. So an example I like to always use is coffee because I'm a coffee freak. So I, you could start a website on coffee um, and then I would answer questions that are common to uh, people who are who like coffee, like how to make the perfect cup of coffee, you know, how to make coffee with skim milk, you know, how to make coffee with goat's milk or whatever it happens to be. There's all these random questions that people would normally go to Google to answer. Um, I show you how to find those questions how to answer them effectively so that you can rank on the first page of Google. And then when people find your articles, they can read through your articles and you know, you're going to have some people who are more interested in what they're looking for than others. But if you get on that first page of Google, some people are going to like your stuff, like the way that you wrote it, see all the information that you happen to have about that particular subject. And then they'll want to join something like your email list. At that point you jump in and say, Hey, why don't you join my email list where we do nothing but talk about coffee. Right. Oh, yeah, I would definitely like to do that. You know, they, they, they jump in. Now you can send them emails talking about coffee, but you can also now start recommending products for them to buy. Maybe a new French press. Hey, I'm using this new French press to make this coffee. This coffee is delicious. Go ahead and check it out. Here's a link to and then send them off to Amazon, send them off to you know a coffee website or something that you've already partnered with. And now you're going to be able to get a commission from that. You know, and the bigger your email list gets, the more people who are going to buy every time you decide to send an email. You know, um, there's points now where I can send an email to my list and just instantly have some money pop up, you know, because someone's going to buy something um, that I've been using and that I recommend that they use. Now, the trick here is that you want to make sure that you only recommend things that uh, either you use or that you trust. Right. I like to recommend only things that I use because I don't want to promote something that isn't good right and then say they buy it they realize that it's crap and then they turn around and say oh chris told me to buy this you know you don't want that kind of thing because you end up losing trust with your audience so i would definitely say never just sell your soul just because you're going to get a commission on the end make sure it's something that you use make sure it's something that you trust you like the people over there i can't tell you how many times people reach out to me to my YouTube channel, to my blog or whatever. Hey, we want to promote this. And then I look at what they're promoting and either it has nothing to do with my audience or it just looks, you know, backwards and shady. And I'm like, I don't want those people, you know, to talk to my audience. And there's been times where they've offered me thousands of dollars just to mention them. And I'm like, no, because your product sucks and I can tell it sucks and I don't use it and I know nothing about you. You know, so you do have to have a little bit of integrity in this business. Um, one thing that I like to say is, you know, make sure that you use the product and don't screw over your audience, you know, because uh, your audience is your tribe. You know, they're, they're going to be the people who are going to stick with you through thin, thick and thin. And if you have an email list, you know, even if you're you mentioned earlier, if my YouTube channel disappeared, if your podcast disappeared, as long as you have your email list, you can send an email to them. Hey, my, my YouTube channel's down, but now I'm creating videos over here, you know, and now all of a sudden they start following you over there. So the importance of having a podcast, it's not a podcast, but an email list is huge. 
So for for the young people who are about to graduate or who are still in university and who are getting stimulus paychecks, uh, how should they go about spending it? Well, definitely make sure that you use it to cover your your living. You know, don't turn around and go blow it on something. Uh, make sure that you have, you know, food to eat. I know there wasn't a ton of money that a lot of us got, but make sure that you're, you know, you're using it to survive, you know. But if you happen to be in a position to where the money that you're getting is not necessarily going to make or break your life, then I would definitely recommend investing it into something. And it doesn't always have to be stocks and bonds or whatever, you know, it could be investing it into yourself, you know, go buy a book that's going to teach you how to do something, you know, go buy a course that's going to teach you how to do something. And there's nothing more valuable than the knowledge that you can create, but just by reading a book. Um, one of the books that I've read before that I've definitely enjoyed is called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Um, it basically shows you that you can become an expert in almost anything and turn around and sell that knowledge to people. You know, that's a, that's a great one. Um, Think and Grow Rich is another one. It kind of helps with mindset type deals in terms of, you know, how you view money, you know, how you view leveraging money. And then probably also the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Another great book that you can get. And a lot of these books you can get for free or for only a few bucks off of Amazon. You know, get the audio book if you don't like reading. Just, excuse me, just do something, you know, with the money that you're getting and just expand your knowledge. Yeah. And who who do you who do you follow and who who um other than the books you just mentioned, who do you follow on uh, social media or read their blog or do this and that that we can also follow? Well, I'm kind of a YouTube freak. I'm always on YouTube. Um, I don't even watch regular TV anymore. <laughs> so because I watch YouTube so much, um, I have a lot of YouTubers whom I follow who have, in my opinion, have pretty good advice about managing money. Um, that's something that I didn't necessarily learn very well growing up. Um, I learned how to how to, how to uh, make a stable income, always pay your bills, you know, that kind of thing. But I never really understood how to leverage money to make more money for you. So uh, being able to follow these guys as, uh, has really helped me to see that, um, you know, the money that I have, I can, you know, kind of slap the passive nature on that money and have it grow for me. Um, and the ways I've been doing that is with um, the Bigger Pockets podcast. It's probably one of the better ones. It shows you how to invest into real estate. You know, even if you don't have any money, you know, you can invest into real estate. Um, there's another guy named Graham, St Graham Stephan that I follow. Um, he's really good with just how to stay consistent with um, investing your money and making sure that you don't blow it on certain stuff. Like one, one of his things is he hates spending money at Starbucks. He sees the five dollars that you might spend on that cup of coffee as you know, after 30 years with compound interest turning into, you know, you know, $50,000 and you're giving that up just to have a cup of coffee. You know, now he's not saying that you can't drink coffee, but it's just like, don't spend five bucks on it. You know, go buy the coffee at the store, bring it home. And by the time you work it out, you can have a 20 cent coffee. You know, 20 cents is a lot easier to give up than $5, you know? So he's all about making your money stretch. He's all about making your money grow. Um, 
Another couple of guys that I follow would be the Minority Mindset, which um, is a guy named Jaspreet Singh, who's like just amazing when it comes to uh, money. Um, he taught me this one principle that I'm always going to keep in mind, and it's that if you can't afford five of them, you can't afford one of them. OK, if you keep that kind of mindset, then you'll always have money, you know, and that's a really great way to think about it. So if you if there's something that you want out there, maybe a new pair of shoes that cost 100 bucks, if you don't have five hundred dollars in your account, then you can't afford those shoes, you know, and that's actually really a really good point to keep in mind when it comes to keeping your money, saving it and then investing it in other places so that it continues to grow for you. And you, you don't have to always look at your checking account and see that there's no money in it because you're saving it, you know? So those are just a few of the guys that I follow and that I respect. And uh, a lot of them have really changed my outlook on my financial life. Wow. That's, those are definitely people that I will um, definitely be checking. And I would like to know what you would tell yourself um, if you could speak to yourself uh, when you were in university. What what would you tell yourself? What advice you would give yourself? Yeah, like if you could just like um, t- talk to your 18 year old self once again from without the knowledge that you have right now. Man, um, definitely start a business, an online business sooner and to start investing money. Those would be definitely the two things that I would have done if I had known about it at the time. Um, I mean, but I was your typical teenager. I'm in my early, in my mid thirties now. And I mean, I went to college, you know, and I, uh, I went through it and left with a ton of debt, you know, and I carried a lot of that debt for 15, 20 years, man. And some people carried a lot longer than that. Um, I remember when I was working at the hospital, uh, I had a friend who had over 200, 250 or so $1,000 worth of debt and uh, just from going to school. And he's not going to pay that off anytime soon, you know, and he's kind of he was working the same job that I was working. But he went to a school that specially taught him how to work on computers and that kind of thing. I just kind of picked up computers on the side and then I was able to get that job. So it's just like. You know, I didn't even focus on it yet. I got the same job that he got and he invested 200 or, you know, plus thousand dollars to get that job. So it showed that that was a principle right there that showed me that, you know, a lot of times people don't necessarily need degrees because nowadays everyone has a degree. You know, everyone has, you know, working on their master's. Everyone has a bachelor's, you know, whatever it happens to be. That's now become a very competitive landscape. And, um, you know, one other thing of mine is like sometimes when I tell people, hey, why don't you create a blog or YouTube channel or a podcast? They tell me, well, you know, they already got a thousand channels out there to talk about what I want to talk about, which is true. You know, it is competitive out there. There is a lot. There's competition. But one thing that I would ask you, you know, um, when you uh, when you're out and about, how many times do you run into a doctor? You know, how many times do you run into a lawyer? Or, you know, someone who works customer service or whatever. You run into those people multiple times a day sometimes, right? How many times have you bumped into somebody who makes a living building blogs online? You know, how many times have you do you bump into another podcaster? You know, how many times do you bump into these kind of people? Probably very rarely, if ever. So if you had to ask me, 
I would say going to get a degree is a lot more competitive <laughs> than actually starting an online business nowadays. So just because it might seem as though it's competitive and there's a lot out there, there's no one out there that has your voice, you know, that has your thinking on matters. And that is what's going to make you different, you know, and I definitely recommend anyone just jumping into it and don't just kind of follow the mold, you know, shatter that mold, show that there are other ways, excuse me, there are other ways to make money that doesn't require you having to have a full-time job, you know, and if you leverage it the right way, you can now work when you want to, you don't have to be gone to a job nine, 10, 12, 15, 18 hours a day. You know, that's how I used to be. I used to have to be gone from my family, gone working, whatever, 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, and it got to the point. I remember when my son was first born, I was still working the nine to five job at the time. And, you know, anytime he got hurt, anytime that he needed, you know, one of his parents, you know, he never went to me because I was only at home half the day and barely then because you're asleep for, you know, six to eight of those hours. So I was really only spending, a, you know, literally a handful of hours around him every day, you know, and after a while, that kind of got a little weird to me because he never went to dad. He always went to mom. But now that I'm home all the time and much to my much to Benji's mom's uh, <laughs> chagrin sometimes is that now he comes to me when he wants stuff, you know, and even if this online business like shut down tomorrow and I never made another cent from it. The last couple of years that I've been able to have to watch my son grow up and be a real dad to him has been worth it. You know, um, I, I look at jobs as a dime a dozen. If I need to go get a job, I will get a job tomorrow, you know, if I needed to. But I'm going to do the as much as I possibly can to stave that off, you know, and by making other income streams and investing and, uh, uh, you know, just showing other people how to do it and then making sure that you get a little bit of an income from that, you know, whether it's consulting one-on-one -on -one coaching, whatever it happens to be, as long as I'm able to create some type of value within the marketplace and then I make a commission from it or make a sale from it, that's going to be enough money for me to continue on what I'm doing now and being able to, you know, not have to have a traditional job. Wow. Thank you very much for that. That's definitely something to take into consideration. And I believe the clock has uh, officially run out. So I just wanted to thank you again very, very much for coming on as uh, your insights have been very helpful. And I hope everyone here listens to them and takes them into consideration because anyone can um, hopefully um, do, do what you're doing. And guys, again, he's also selling um, courses and mentorship. So please go check that out in the description below. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ahmad. Thank you for having me on, man. It's really been nice to kind of uh, talk to someone else about this kind of stuff. Because sometimes, you know, you get around people and, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, talk business or they don't talk this or don't, they don't talk that. Uh, you know, it's good to, you know, to get on the same level with someone and talk business, talk how to make money, talk, you know, just breaking the mold and not having to work a nine to five job. So I really do appreciate you having me on. No problem. Thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and again, thank you very, very, very much for tuning in. You can send me your thoughts about this episode and any advice to my email in the description below. Last but not least, please don't forget to share with someone you love and subscribe on whichever platform you listen on. Thank you.